Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. I promised it, so I have to live up to the promise. Our guy, Mark Drumheller of Yahoo Sportsbooks, join us, joins us right now on the Roman guest line. And Mark, thank you so much for joining the show. Good to have you back. Are you on anything tonight in the NBA or college hoops? Are you betting? March Madness, you got to be, right? Yeah, I'm starting to dip into college. Um, I'm actually on Virginia tonight against Louisville. I don't know if it's just a little bit of, you know, revenge because I was actually played Georgia Tech against Louisville and they, they didn't come through. I was surprised with yeah. the way the Louisville season ended and Georgia Tech didn't come out with, like, a better effort there. So I don't know if I'm just a little jaded and trying to get some money back Same. there, but – that's what I'm on tonight, um, but a couple big games tomorrow I'm looking at, like especially in the Big 12, you know, that Texas line with Tex- uh, with uh, TCU is up to like six. If that keeps getting a little higher, I might play a little TCU. And mm. um, good spot in the Mountain West. I like UNLV against Wyoming. Mm. Uh, beat them, I think it was by seven um, last time they played. And UNLV was a sneaky team down the stretch, um, covered in some games. They got blown out by Boise State, but I like the way they kind of you know, came into their own towards the end of the year. So might be looking to play them as well. Who do you like, Mark, uh, as we get into the tournament in terms of Cinderella's? Well, I think it, it kind of depends when, you know, you talk about like the expectations with Cinderella's, right? Because I think there's a lot of value. Like you can get these markets for these teams, like, you know, like I think like a Colorado State or like some of those teams that are like high octane offenses or really have locked down defenses that can really like make some headway, but you know they're not going to go Elite Eight, Final Four, right? So you can kind of get those teams and target those markets in that Sweet 16 to make the Sweet 16 or make the Elite Eight. And I think that teams like that are kind of valuable there. But Mark, a lot of it's going to depend on the seedings. You know, when, sure. we, when we see get the selection Sunday, we'll kind of figure that out. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of adjusted offense, Colorado State is the best uh, in the in the small market in that Mountain West, like in terms of mid-major type of vibes, they are 33rd overall in Ken Palm adjusted offense. Yeah, that's a great stat. Yeah, we we love the Ken Palm ratings. That helps me break down a lot yeah. of these games that we, especially these teams that we don't watch all year long. We watch enough of, but we win, really especially want some those numbers. West there. Coast teams that we like don't always stay up for. Yeah. You know, you just see the highlights the next day, and Gotta you're like, okay, let me be able to break this down statistically in some way. Absolutely. Mark, um, I'm looking – I keep asking about this because I need someone to make sense of this. So right now I'm looking the Boston Celtics win another game. 17 games, their last 17 games, they're 15 and 2 outright. Uh, tonight I said Tatum's number was a little too large for me after his 54-point performance. He ends up going off for 44 Tonight, uh, makes six three-pointers, hits all the shots. He went, for, he was just phenomenal, hit a lot of his shots. Um, are the Boston Celtics like a team that really concerns you or makes you happy as you're moving towards the postseason as something that's a team that you would like to back? And also, what team at this point in the year, right before we get into the playoffs, kind of has piqued your interest for, uh, you know, better or worse? Yeah, I think there's a couple things going on, you know, when you look at it. Now, the Celtics are a team, you know, obviously getting better and better as the year goes on, and it's going to depend on how they kind of, you know, how they draw in the first round. Um, But, you know, the way they're playing, they shoot against Brooklyn. I think that they can score. They can get points when they have to, and and that's really what you want to look for with that team. So I think Boston can make some noise depending on the season. We've seen them play well against Miami. 
They have a history of playing well against the Sixers. Um, so, you know, there's definitely a team that I think is going to be very competitive when they get into the playoffs, especially when you're looking at those like mid um, range seeds. And I think, you know, like when you go to the West, um, you know, I did a piece on it uh, last week, a couple of days ago, you know, Memphis, I think if you look at them, how they can kind of make some noise, I think in the playoffs, if John Morant um, really elevates his game, like he did last year. I mean, last year, yes, they lost, you know, four games to one in the playoffs, average 30 points a game, right. Really took it to a next level. Can he do it again? But as you get down to the, to the lower teams, I know, you know, without Ingram, they haven't looked good the past two uh, two nights. But, you know, the New Orleans Pelicans, if they get, can get Ingram back and really make a push here and kind of get out of that play-in situation where at least like win in the play-in, I think that they could be a tough out for a team that might be like reeling in the first round. Obviously, New Orleans isn't going to do any damage long-term in the playoffs, but it could be a sneaky underdog to take um, in that first round if they continue playing the way they were when Ingram was in there. I'm interested, Mark, in some teams that definitely have no shot to make the playoffs, but for some reason they've been turning it on post-All-Star break uh, as big dogs and have been winning outright or at least like getting very close to. I'm talking about the Detroit Pistons, of course, and the Orlando Magic. What is your assessment of why these two teams have been on such heaters? Yeah, not really sure about, like, Orlando. I don't know where that's coming from. But I think with Detroit, it might be a similar thing in Orlando. But I think with Detroit, like, I wrote them up today for Yahoo. I've been on them a little bit. Like, you know, again, last three games before tonight, cashed is 260, 125, and 28 plus 280 underdogs. And, you know, I just think that they're a team that's kind of getting confidence like you're seeing – you know, um, you know, Grant, you're seeing Cunningham. Those guys average coming into tonight, you know, 20 points a game over their last four games. And I just think that you're starting to see them gel. And, you know, they're not a team that's kind of laying down and looking to the future. You know, they want to build and they're going to play tough, um, I think, towards this end of the season. So when you find a team like that, you just want to kind of back them until, you know, the market catches up. Um, I, I'm really confused how the Miami Heat right now are down by 20. This is a team that's been phenomenal. I know they don't have Jimmy Butler, but how serious do you think this Miami Heat team is? Um, they don't have like the star power in your face as like a Milwaukee Bucks team or uh, the, the, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Brooklyn Nets, but they just continue to churn out games. They're the number one seed right now in the Eastern Conference. What do you see when you look at Miami and is this, is this sustainable right now? Yeah, I, I this is my concern with the Heat, and and I think you know the way they play is great. They play unselfishly. They have guys that can hit from the outside. But uh, are they going to have enough scoring when they really get into these seven game series? Is uh, you know is Butler going to be able to carry them um, no. from that point? And that was the one thing that stuck out. Like when you looked at Boston, you know how they've been playing. If they need fifty from Tatum, they can get fifty from Tatum, right? Yeah. And I don't know if the Heat has that. Um, you know, and, and you're looking at it tonight, like I think the big story, I haven't been watching it, uh, you know, the past couple minutes, but in the first half, the big story was Aiton was just giving it to Bam inside, you know, Aiton was really doing whatever he wanted. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm a little bit, when I, when I see how like Boston's kind of elevating their game, it kind of pulls me away from Miami a little bit. And it's like, you know, it, it, it's going to, again, we'll see how the seeds play out, but I don't know if they're going to have the scoring. You look at Philadelphia and, what they're able to do offensively in Boston, how they can turn it up. Brooklyn, obviously, when they get everybody back, um, you know, are in a seven-game series, are they going to be able to score with those types of teams? Yeah, that's an interesting point because Jimmy is just not one of those guys that you can rely on, not only from deep, but 
even just isolation in clutch moments in the playoffs. He's certainly gone cold. Is there anyone, Mark, that you feel like on in the West sort of has that same issue or maybe you have some reservations about that, you know, maybe is higher up in the standings than, than you feel that they, they really are? Um, I mean, in in a different way, like my biggest concerns, I think, in the West are with Golden State and yeah. Utah, right? And I think it's with Utah, it's it's more of like, does their style of offense, the way they want to run and get in transition, like does that really, you know, lend to playoff basketball? Can it hold up in seven-game series? And I, I feel like I've seen it enough times to where I already know the answer to that. Um, and Golden State, it, I think that, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to turn the light switch on. And, you know, I was kind of talking about this previously. I'm not sure what the current odds were, but like a few days ago, um, you know, in that article where I was breaking down Memphis and their chances in the West, like the gap in the futures market between Golden State and Memphis, and Memphis plus 1,200, Golden State was like plus 180. And I just think that that's too big of a gap when you look at those teams, especially with everything that needs to come together for Golden State. Yes, they have the experience to get Draymond back, but outside of, you know, Steph Curry, do they have a lot of shot creators? You know, can they can they really, you know, get buckets in a seven-game series when they need to? Or is it just going to, you know, kind of fall on everything on Steph? And I think that's the concern with that team is it's almost like, are they going to be able to just turn on the light switch when they need to? Because I feel like we've seen in past history, teams aren't really able to do that. Mark, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Always a pleasure when you join us on the Roman Guest Line. Can't wait to talk to you next week. All right, thanks for having me. That's our guy, Mark Drumheller, joining us on the Roman Guest Line. He is a committed member of the Yahoo Sportsbook. 